Pastor Eben's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you that it is quick, it is powerful, it is sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you that your word is alive. And so, Father, as I come as a representative to declare what you have already said, I thank you that signs, miracles, and wonders are going to follow our lives because, Father, you watch over your word to perform it. And I thank you for those who are even watching through the Internet that the power that is demonstrated here will translate right through the camera because you have no distance. And so I thank you for great things taking place in our lives today. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I recently uh, read about a couple that had visited the state fair every year. And the man's name was Stumpy. And so every year, Stumpy and his wife, Martha, would go to the state fair. And every year, he would say to Martha, Martha, I'd like to ride that there airplane. And every year, Martha would say, I know, Stumpy, but that airplane costs $10, and $10 is $10. So one year, after going several years, one after another, Finally, this one year, Stumpy said, Martha, I'm 71 years old, and if I don't ride that airplane this year, I don't think I'll never get a chance to. And so Martha replied, Stumpy, that there airplane costs $10, and $10 is $10. And so the pilot of the airplane overheard them talking, and he says, folks, I tell you what, I'll make you a deal. How about if I take both of you up for a ride, and if you can stay quiet through the whole ride, I won't charge you a dime. But if you say something, then it's going to be $10. And so, of course, they both agreed to that. And so the pilot gets up in the air, and he's twisting, and he's turning, he's doing tricks in the air, and he's rolling, he's diving, but not a word from either one of them. He did all the tricks over again because he said, I can't believe that they're being quiet. So he did it all over again. And finally, he realized they weren't going to say anything. And so when they landed, the pilot turned to Stumpy and said, by golly, I did everything I could to get you all to yell out or say something, but you didn't. And Stumpy replied, well, I was going to say something when Martha fell out, but $10 is $10. (laughs) (laughs) Look at your neighbor and say, $10 is $10. (laughs) Last week, uh, our message was entitled, Managing the Garden of Grief. And if you weren't here, I want you to go back and listen to that message 
uh, I received a testimony from one of our members. They called me and uh, they had uh, their brother-in-law to uh, listen and watch the message. They were watching the message as a member and felt led to share the message with this particular family member. Uh, the grandmother of this person had uh, recently passed away, I believe, and, and this person was grieving. So our members sent this leak to them, and they started watching it. And uh, come to find out, not only did that message minister to her in-law, but the person got saved at the end and did the prayer and everything. Amen. The word works. And so if you weren't here and you haven't had a chance to go back and watch it, please do. And the place where Jesus experienced grief and death was at a place where growth and flourishing should normally take place, and that was a garden. So last week in John chapter 19, verse 41, it says that at the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden. Everybody say garden. And in the garden was a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid because it was the Jewish day of preparation. And since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus in this tomb that was in the garden. It's amazing to me that the place where Jesus physically died is the same place where we were spiritually made alive. It's amazing how one person, listen, they experience something negative like death. And then on the other hand, we experience life. And so for the whole month of April, we've been learning about how the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ makes a difference in our life. And so if you're taking notes today, and if you have a copy of your notes, you can follow along with us. Today's message title is The Garden, Our Place of Healing. The garden, our place of healing. And here's the goal of the message today. And even if right now, if everything's going right in your body, just put this message on the shelf because you may need it. But the goal of the message is to explain how the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ positioned all of us as believers to receive healing. Everybody say healing. And so last week we learned that Jesus, by way of the cross, he carried our griefs and sorrows. And so what we're going to do now is show you that you and I have the right to healing. Now, I'm going to try to make it as plain as possible. And hopefully uh, I can leave some room at the end to pray for people who need physical healing. So if you know that you need physical healing somewhere in your body, and let me say this, even though the emphasis today is going to be on physical healing, if you need any other kind of healing, whether that's emotional healing, and I believe that there can be financial healing, whatever healing you may need, but I'm going to focus on physical healing. So if you're taking notes, the first point today is it is God's will to be healed. I'm going to say that again. It is God's will to be healed. And most people, they're not set on that. They're thinking, well, God will heal him if he wants to. Well, why wouldn't God want us healed? And if you don't have that mindset that this is what God wants, because if you can't say without a doubt it's God's will to heal, then what you're also saying is it's God's will for me to be sick. Did y'all get that? So God sent Jesus as his representative so listen, church, whatever Jesus did was God's will to do. Do you agree with me on that? 
Whatever Jesus did as, G- as God's representative, it was God's will to do. So in John chapter 5, verse 18, we're going to look at a scenario because what I want to do is convince you today that it is God's will for you to be healed because if you're not firm on that, then the circumstances of life will kick you around. The next thing you know, you know, you're fighting for your life. And listen, I would rather learn and use my faith on how to overcome a cold before it's time for me to try to overcome some cancer. Amen. It says uh, in John chapter 5, verse 18, it says, Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but he said also that God was his father, making him himself equal with God. Verse 19. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the son can do nothing. Listen to this, church. The son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. But what things soever he, the father, does, these also does the son likewise. So what that verse is telling us is whatever. Everybody say whatever. Whatever Jesus did in the earth, he did it because God wanted him to do it. Did you get that from the verse? All right. Let's look in verse 20. He says, for the father loves the son and he shows him, the son, all the things that himself does and he will show him greater. Now let's go to Acts chapter 10, verse 38. I want to show you that it is God's will to heal. Everybody say it is God's will to heal. It says in uh, Acts 10, 38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. He anointed him with what church? With the Holy Ghost and with what? Power. And then watch what happened. Who went about doing what? Good. And what else did he do? He healed how much? He healed who? He healed who? He healed all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. If God did not want us healed, he would not have sent Jesus here to heal us. I'm going to say that again. If God did not want us healed... He would not have sent Jesus here to heal us. Healing is one of the benefits to serving God. Psalm 103 verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. It says, Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His what? God's got some benefits. How many got benefits on your job? Benefits, benefits. Yeah, benefits. What are benefits? Benefits are those extras that you get in addition to your paycheck. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, which means that if we can, he says to not forget the benefits, that you can forget the benefits. He says in verse 3, who forgives all of our what? Iniquities. These are some of the benefits. And who heals how much? How much church? All of our what? Okay, so that means now there's not one disease that God cannot heal. I don't care what name they gave your disease. I don't care how long you have had it. I don't care if it was handed down from your family. The Bible just said to us, God not only forgives our iniquities, and I'm going to show you later that sometimes there's a need for forgiveness for healing to take place. He forgives all of our iniquities and he heals all of our diseases. Say amen to that. 
Listen to the New Living Translation of Matthew chapter 10. Look in verse 1. It says, Jesus called his disciples together and he gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. Jesus' power to heal, listen church, was not just physical, but it was also spiritual and emotional. In Psalm 147 verse 3 it says, He heals, talking about God, He heals the brokenhearted and He binds up their wounds. So even if your heart has been broken and it needs healing, God is able to take that broken heart and heal it. Say amen to that. So, listen, that means there's nothing that has happened in my life. There's nothing that can happen to my life that God doesn't have a solution of healing for. Luke chapter 4, verse 18, watch what it says. The Spirit, this was Jesus talking, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now, let me just put this in. Uh, these are not, this is not part of my notes. I just want to say this. He said that Jesus was anointed pre- to preach the gospel to the poor. Well, what is good news to a poor person? You ever thought about that? I mean, what's good news to a poor person? You don't have to be poor. Okay, so if you was broke, Whoever Jack is, you know, because they say, I'm broke as Jack. Well, whoever Jack is, he's broke because everybody talking about him. Right? Well, if someone who came to you and they knew your broke state and they said to you, I have some news and some information that can keep you from being broke. Wouldn't you be excited about that? It says that Jesus came to preach the gospel to the poor. He also says, says he sent me. To heal the broken what? Hearted. There it is right there. That's spiritual. To preach deliverance to the captives. The recovering of the sight to the blind. That can be physical or spiritual. And then it says to set at liberty them that are bruised. So it is the will of God for you and I to be healed. I'm going to say that again. It is the will of God for you and I to be healed. Now, now see, I'm going to try to answer some of the questions because some of the things that people think is, well, I prayed and so and so died. Well, what you have to remember is that healing doesn't have to just take place on this side of earth. It can also take place on this side of heaven. See, you win either way. That's why you and I as believers should not grieve when believers die. Why? Because listen, I'm going to get healed either way it goes. Either I'm going to get healed here or the Bible says that in heaven there's no more crying, there's no more dying, there's no more sickness. So if there's no more sickness, that means in heaven everybody's healed. So he answered your prayer regarding healing grandma. He just did it up there and not down here. Everybody say, it is God's will for me to be healed. Here's point number two. Jesus' stripes, this is going to be real good right here. Jesus' stripes gave us life. Jesus' stripes gave us life. They gave him 39 lashes. Those stripes that they put on his back is what caused healing to come to us. Isaiah chapter 53, we read it last week. I want to read it again. Because I'm going to point something out about the verse that we did last week. It says, who has believed our report? And to whom is the Lord, the arm of the Lord revealed? 
For he, Jesus, will grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground. He, Jesus, had no form of comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Verse 3. He is despised and rejected of men. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We talked about that last week. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Watch verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs and he's carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Verse 5. But he, Jesus, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. That's internal stuff. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Read this part with me. And with his stripes... We are healed. With his what? With his stripes we are what? We are healed. And here's what's interesting about the stripes that Jesus took. His stripes, listen church, healed us from the inside and out. First Peter chapter 2 verse 24 shares this with us. He says, who? Jesus. He, his own self, he bare our sins. Watch this. In his own body. Notice it didn't say on his own body. The stripes took place on his body. But the scripture says here that he bare or bore our sins. Where church? In his own body on the tree. That we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness. Watch this. By whose stripes we. Notice it says were. See the Old Testament it hadn't happened yet. New Testament says, listen, when it happened, you were healed. So listen, sin from the beginning was the source of sickness. Because people say, well, if God is such a good God, why do people get sick? Well, sickness did not hit the earth until sin hit the earth. There was no sickness prior to Adam and Eve eating the fruit. Everybody was good. Everybody was full. Everybody was happy. Everybody was naked. They didn't even know they was naked either. Right? Everybody's happy. But sin from the beginning was the source of sickness. And because, listen church, sin is from within. When Jesus bore our sins in his own body, listen church, he conquered the power that that sin inside and sickness inside had. I want you to notice in that verse, it says that he took it in his own body. Therefore, listen, in other words, watch this church. Jesus died, watch this, with that sin and sickness in him. Did you get that? The scripture says he died when he took those stripes. He took our sins in his own body. So that's why. All it takes is believing in Jesus Christ, confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Salvation is going to take place. Why? Because once you do that, the sin that was in your life now, watch this, he takes responsibility for it. It says that in his own body, he bore our sins, which means that if he took it in his body, the sickness, watch this, that is the source of uh, sin, is the sickness of, of the source of it, then guess what? If he took it in his body, he took it with him. 
listen church, Jesus died for whatever sickness or disease we will ever encounter. He, I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read it again. Go back up to 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 24. I'm going to read it again. Who his own self bear our sins. Read it with me. In his own body on the tree. So the sins. Watch this. Remember what was the source of sickness? Sin. So whatever sickness can come by way of sin. If he bore that sin in his body on the tree, then guess what? I no longer have to have sickness or disease in my life. I can choose to have it or not. He said, Pastor, that's kind of strong because are you saying that I'm responsible for me being sick? In some cases, we are responsible. Can I tell you something? Some people, God don't need to heal you because if he did, you get sick again because the way you eating is what's making you sick. So why would he waste his healing power on you? Get you well. And then you go eat just like you've been eating. And that's what got you sick. He's going to spend most of his time just healing you all the time. No, no, no. Some of us, we sick because of how we live. Come on. You know you lactose intolerant. You know you are. Why are you eating ice cream? Why do you drink milk? I'm talking to somebody because your spouse been trying to, your spouse don't want to smell that. They tired of it. I like milk, but they don't like the smell. <laughs> somebody like, ooh, that's nasty, pastor. But it's true. Jesus died with that sin and that sickness in him. So here's the question. How do we activate the healing that Jesus made available for us? How do we activate it? Here's point number three. Healing must be believed and received. Everybody say healing Healing. must be believed and received. Now see, some people don't like that. Because it puts the responsibility on them. But here's the issue that I have. The same responsibility that we need to have when it comes to our healing is the same responsibility God put on us in order to get saved. I don't hear nobody complaining about they have to confess with their mouth and believe in their heart. Like, I can't believe that God wants me to get saved and I got to confess in my mouth and believe in my heart. No, I don't hear nobody complaining about that. So, look, you have to take responsibility for your own salvation. Why can't we take responsibility for the health of our bodies? Oh, that's too, that's, that's hard, ain't it? That's hard because it's easier to just stay the victim to the sickness. It's easy to give in. Well, we all got to die of something. Well, I'm going to be like Abraham. He died of an old age. I was talking to my mom yesterday and we were talking about my dad and, and she was saying, she said something like, uh, well, you know, son, you, you, we got to die of something. I said, no. I said, people just die because they, cause, oh, we were talking about Dr. Charles Stanley. 
And she says, I didn't hear about him being sick or nothing. I said, Mama, everybody don't die because they're sick. Some people die because they're old. I said, Daddy died. He didn't have no struggle or nothing. He was old. I just want to die because I'm old. That's all. Wasn't nothing wrong with him. We saw him cough some dust up. That means he's old. It's time for him to go. I'm going to give y'all the deuces sign and I'm out. (laughs) Healing must be believed and received. Matthew chapter 9, verse 27. Matthew 9, 27. It says, and when Jesus departed, two blind men followed him crying and saying, thou son of David, have mercy on us. Verse 28. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him. How did they come to him? Either somebody was like taking them or they just listened for his voice. And when they come into the house, the blind men came to him and they said uh, unto him, uh, Jesus said to them, read it with me, church. Believe that you, I am able to do this. Wow. He was asking them, do you believe I can heal you? Because in some scenarios, the scripture says when Jesus was in his own hometown, he was in probably, he probably lived on the south side of Nazareth. <laughs> it's the south side that always gives you problems and stuff, right? He probably was raised on the south side of, of, of Nazareth. And the Bible says he did very few miracles because of their unbelief. You mean unbelief can stop the hand of Jesus? Yes. He says, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they said unto him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes and he said, read this with me. According to your faith being unto you. He didn't say according to my faith. If Jesus, if we did not need no faith to get healed, every time sickness came, we would just get healed. If it was just, if healing was just automatic, nobody would get sick. Say amen, church. He said, according to your faith, be it unto you. And then what happened? Their eyes were open and Jesus straightly charged them saying, see that no man knows it. But they went about and told everybody and then he became famous. Let's look now at the woman with the issue of blood. Mark chapter 5, look at verse 22. It says, and behold, there came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and he besought him greatly. He says, my daughter lies at the point of death. He says, I pray that you will come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and shall live. And so watch this, Jesus went with him. So basically, this man came to him and said, hey, Jesus, my daughter's dying. Can you come and pray for her uh, and lay hands on her? And so Jesus just started following the man. We're in the midst of following him. We now pick up verse uh, 24. And Jesus went with him and much people followed him and they thronged him. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood for how many years? How many? Twelve years. So it doesn't matter. This is just helping us see it don't matter how long you done had something healing is still available 12 years let's see what she did in that 12 year period it says that she suffered many things of many physicians and has spent all that she had but at least she had faith to try to get better right but she grew worse verse 27 
when she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, this was her faith in action. If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be what? Whole, verse 29. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. Verse 30. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him. He turned about to the press and said, who touched my clothes? Which means that she didn't have a regular touch. She touched him with some faith. I'm approved to you. Because see, some people, "Ah, you can't can't make God do nothing. No, you can't make God do nothing. But you can, watch this, get in position for him to do what he said. If he said he wants me healed, then guess what? I just need to get in position to do that. Well, he said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples looked at him and said, "Uh, uh, Jesus, there's a lot of people around here. And you talking about who touched you? And so he looked round about to see her who had done this thing. Verse 33, watch this now. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what what was done in her... She came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said to her, read it with me, church. Daughter, your faith. Say it again. Daughter. What made her whole? Okay, so if faith made her whole, faith is what touched him. Oh, y'all didn't get that, did you? See, this is why you have to protect your faith. How do you protect your faith? Well, how does faith come? So that means, if listen, if you're going to protect your faith, you got to protect what you're listening to. See, some people think faith comes by thinking, but faith don't come by thinking. Faith comes by hearing. So you can think all you want to. Faith ain't going to work till you open up your mouth. Because if faith comes by hearing, somebody needs to be talking. So the question is, are you talking faith or are you talking unbelief? He said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Watch this. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. We know the verse. It says, but without faith, it's impossible to what? Please God. So when we come to God, we must believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Listen to the message translation. It says, it's impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God, they must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. Listen, church, here's a public service announcement. We get saved by grace through faith. It takes faith to please God. It takes faith to get healed. Oh, Oh, I'm going to say that again. We get saved by grace through faith. It takes faith to please God. We just read that. It takes faith to get healed. And here's the beautiful thing. It doesn't always have to be our faith, but somebody have to have some. Did you hear what I said? It don't even always have to be your faith, but somebody's got to have some faith or nothing ain't going to happen. Watch this now. Let's look at one more story and then I'm going to give you some application. Matthew chapter 8 verse 5. 
It says that when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there was a there came to him a centurion beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant, everybody say his servant. My servant lies at home and they're sick of the palsy, and they are grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto them, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, well, Lord, you know what? I'm, I'm not even worthy for you to come under my roof. But if you'll just speak the word only. I love that. He said, speak the word only. And when you do that, my servant shall be what, church? Healed. For I am a man of no authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go. And he goes. And this man comes. And he comes. And my servant do this. And he does it. And verse 10, it says, when Jesus heard this, he marveled and he said to those that were following, verily I say unto you, read it with me, church, I have not found so great faith, not in Israel. The faith, watch this church, of the ruler is what got his servant healed. Did you get that? The servant wasn't there. The servant may not even have known that he was coming to Jesus to get healed on his behalf. But listen, the faith of that man got somebody else healed. So it don't always have to be your faith. As a matter of fact, today, if you just got a little bit of faith, I can make, if you got 2% faith, I got 98. That'll make up the difference. What makes it easier is when we can join our faith with someone. Watch this, Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. I'm almost finished here. It says, again, I say unto you, that if two of you, how many in this room? Is it more than two? Is it more than two watching? I know, I see you. Uh-huh. He says, again, I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth, as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done. It shall be done. It shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Watch this. But where two or three are gathered together in whose name? In Jesus' name. What did he say? What did he say? He says, I am in the midst. Listen, church. Once Jesus is in the midst, healing will take place. Watch Luke chapter 5 verse 17. I'm going to prove this to you. It says, and it came to pass. On a certain day as he was teaching, that there were some Pharisees and some doctors and some lawyers sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. Watch this. And it says, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Why? Because Jesus was there. And wherever Jesus is, there will be healing. So if two of us are in the, together and we touch and agree, it says that the presence of the Lord is present to heal. So that's what's going to happen this morning. And you say, well, pastor, you don't know what's going on in my body. I don't need to. So how are we going to apply this? Here's the first application of ways to apply it. I'm talking about healing. Speak the word. Psalm 107, 19 and 20 says this. He sent his word. And what else? He sent his word and what? And it delivered them from their destruction. See, this is why the devil will fight you tooth and nail from hearing the word, especially when you're not feeling good. You don't need to be watching the Wild Wild West. Looking at the Brady Bunch. My three sons. <laughs> How many know any of those shows? Let me see any of those shows. Like half the most of the room like, what are you talking about? Okay, let me go current on you. The, the housewives of Atlanta. Wheel of Fortune. The, the devil don't mind you watching that foolishness. 
He's trying to keep you from hearing. Why? Because he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. So healing can come from you speaking the word. Watch this. Healing can, here it can come. Watch this. When we pray, lay hands and anoint with oil. And I'm going to do that this morning. Pray, lay hands and anoint with oil. James chapter 5 verse 13 says this. Is there anybody afflicted among you? Let him pray. Is there any merry? Let them sing some psalms. But is there any sick among you? I want you to listen to the instructions. Let him, him who? Him that is sick. Let them call for the elders of the church. That's why people say, "Uh, Pastor, can you pray for so-and-so? Can you call my, no, have them to call me. So what if they too sick to call? Then that's, that's fine. We can agree together at that point. But here's the thing. A lot of times other people have more faith than you. You got everybody on the, on the, on the speed dial. Can you pray for Junior? Can you pray for Junior? Mama, can you pray for Junior? Dad, can you pray for Junior? Sister, can you pray for Junior? Andy, can you pray for Junior? And, and Junior ain't, ain't asked nobody to pray for him. It said, let him who's sick call for the elders of the church. Let him who's sick call for the elders of the church. And then what should they do? And let them pray over him. Watch this, anointing him with some oil. That's why we use oil, church. And we don't just anoint them with oil because we got some of this foolishness out here with these Christians doing everything other than this. You got crystals and you got sage burning in your house. What, 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 sage? You mean to tell me the name of Jesus needs something extra with it? Ain't no, look, you just burnt, look, you just making your house smell good with demons in it. You better cast those demons out in the name of Jesus. You burning sage, you better burn your lips with his name on it. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. But get saved. You don't need no sage. Don't need no crystals. Christians. We're believers. If you believe that Jesus died and rose again, that's all the power you need right there. Said, let them pray over him, anointing him with all in the name of the Lord. And then it says, and the prayer of faith, not just no regular prayer. Lord, uh, or watch between me and thee when we absent one from another. Not that kind of prayer. <laughs> Praying, uh, uh, may the Lord watch between me and thee when we absent one from another. Uh, what, what's the other one? May I lay me down to sleep. I pray to the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, what kind of, that ain't no prayer of faith. It says the prayer of faith. What's a prayer of faith? It's a prayer of the word. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise them up. Here's the other part I was telling you. And if they have committed sins, it shall be forgiven them. Here's the last one real real quick. Ah, man. Uh, This is how you receive healing. Pray in the name of Jesus because there's no other name that's greater than that. And And can I tell you a secret? 
there are going to be some people who pray in the name of Jesus and people get healed and people get saved and people get delivered. But the person who's praying in the name of Jesus doesn't mean that they believe in Jesus. See, it ain't the person. This is why I'm so confident that uh, uh, those who need healing going to get healed today. Here's why I'm confident, because I'm not the one healing you. Listen to this. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have I not prophesied in your name? Have I not cast devils out in your name? And in your name, I've done some many works, wonderful works. And then he said, Jesus said, I'm going to say to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. You can pray in the name of Jesus and that person gets healed and you go to hell. Because it's the name that's making it work. Here's the last one. Sometimes we may have to pray more than once. Mark chapter 8 verse 22. It says, and he came to Bethesda and they brought a blind man to him and they besought to touch him. And so he took the blind man by the hand. He led him out of town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him. He asked him if he was able to see. Watch this church. The blind man looked up and he said, I see men as trees walking. First of all, he couldn't see nothing. Then Jesus spit on the man. Then laid his hands on the man. And then asked the man, could he see? The man says, well, I see men as trees. You don't understand that until you wear contacts and they come out. You won't understand that unless you have glasses and you don't have them on. When I, my contacts ain't in, y'all look like men, like trees walking. I see nothing but brown sticks. That's all I see. He said, all I see is men as trees. Well, let's see what happened. And after that, watch this church. He put his hands again on his eyes. And he made him look and he was restored and he saw every man clearly. Here's my point, church. If Jesus had to pray for somebody twice, don't let one prayer discourage you. Oh, they prayed and nothing happened. Jesus had to pray twice. Man, I'm just going to state the point and then I'm going to. So I'm going to summarize it. So here's the last thing. This is how healing can happen. Our expectation determines our manifestation. Long story short, Peter and John were on their way to church. I'm, I'm summarizing 2023. They're on their way to church, word of truth. And there was sitting, somebody sitting out there begging on the corner somewhere. And so they came up. The man said, hey, you know, he was begging for some money. And so at that point, Peter and John didn't have no money on them. So they, they looked at him. And the Bible says that that man looked at them expecting to receive something. At least he had expectation. So he was expecting to receive something. And the Bible says they looked on him and Peter says, hey, listen, silver and gold we don't have. But what we do have, we give it to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. That man's expectation caused manifestation. So, uh, can somebody play behind me? Uh, bring, bring the oil for me. Bring the oil. Uh, there are some people who you're sick. Physically sick. But I believe today, 
Say today. I believe today. Thank you. I'll get it open. I believe today healing is going to manifest. And if you have enough faith to come down here, I got enough faith for you to get healed. So if you're watching, I'm going to pray a general prayer in just a second. But if you physically need some healing in your body, I want you to come down here. I want you to come down here. You say, Pastor, I can't walk. Have somebody to walk with you. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. I'm not going to ask you what it is. Because at this point, it doesn't matter what it is. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Every tongue must confess. Hallelujah. I'm going to wait. Try to do one line for me. And if not, then we'll do two. Now the Bible says, he says, is there any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church and let them pray over them, anoint them with oil. That's what I have on my hands right here. And it says the prayer of faith will save the sick and then the Lord's going to raise you up. All I need you to do is to receive the prayer that I'm going to pray. So I'm going to tell you what I'm going to pray up front so you can get in agreement with it. I'm pretty much going to pray for God's hand to touch you when I touch you. I'm going to pray and ask God to perform the word that we just read. The Bible says that, that Jesus watches over the word God watches over the word to perform it. So all I got to do is follow his instructions. So I'm going to tell you this quick story. I didn't plan on telling this. But, and I've never said it publicly. She knows. And so that's why I'm going to say it. So <clears throat> Melinda and Dennis Miller are two of the 22 that helped me start Word of Truth Family Church. Y'all may not know them. But anyway, when this whole COVID thing went down, uh, Dennis got vaccinated and Melinda hadn't got a chance to get vaccinated. But either way, she ended up with COVID. She literally walks in the hospital under her own power. When she gets there, they immediately put some oxygen on her. And within, I don't know, an hour or so, she went from oxygen to fully being on life support it was bad it was bad and so long story short they were trying to get her better trying to get her better and she wasn't doing good and I'll never forget I got a call from Dennis he's one of my aides he's his pastor can you come to the hospital and pray for Melinda he said it's not good I said okay uh, Dennis I, I, I was in the middle of getting a haircut I, I did finish getting it cut. I just want you to know that. I, I didn't want to go to the hospital with a half a haircut. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. 
you know, Jesus waited four days when Lazarus died. She can wait 40 minutes, okay? So, <laughs> so I finished getting my hair cut and I said, Dennis, I got to go and I'm going to pick up the uh, oil. So the office here was on the way. So I went and got this oil. I got this bottle right here. And so, uh, when I came, this is no, this is, I ain't never told this story. When I came in my office to pick up this oil, right before I touched the oil, the verse came to me that says, you anointing her for her burial. Oh, oh. And I know the voice of God. I was like, oh my God, I'm anointing her for her burial. That's, that's a verse in the Bible where this woman anointed Jesus for his burial. He said, leave her alone. Let her use this oil. And so basically, I was like, oh my God. And so for the first time in my, in my pastoral career, I'm like, Lord, I'm not sure what to say. Because I'm supposed to pray for her to live. I get to the hospital. I say, Dennis, can we talk in the car real quick? So we start talking. He was like, Pastor, I think she gave up. And so he was just telling me where he felt, felt she was before she went into that coma store state. So anyway, uh, and so I just told him, I said, Dennis, I said, man, this is what happened. I walked in my office and I got ready to touch this bottle. And this is what, this is what the Lord said to me. I'm telling you, I, I, I know the voice of God. I said, but here's what I'm going to do, Dennis. And this is why I'm telling y'all the story. I said, Dennis, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow what the book says. The book told me for, for you to call for the elder of the church. You did that. I said, now the Bible tells me to get some oil. I got that. The Bible tells me that I'm supposed to go and lay my hands on her. I'm going to do that. And then it says, pray the prayer of faith over her. I'm going to do that. I said, but Dennis, what I can't do is raise her up. I can do all that stuff, but he's got to do his part. And I'll never forget, I walked in that room. And I promise you, Melinda was gone. She wasn't in there. I remember putting my hand on her feet and her feet were cold. And I knew, I was like, this lady's gone. But this is where you have to believe the Bible over your feelings. Now, now I will say that God can and will change his mind about stuff. Hezekiah was scheduled to die. I know I'm over the time, but I'm okay. Hezekiah was scheduled to die. I'm trying to pump some faith in some of y'all. He was scheduled to die. God sent the prophet to Hezekiah and said, You tell Hezekiah, get his house in order. He is going to die. If God tell you you're going to die, you need to get your wheel together because you dying. And the Bible says, the prophet told Hezekiah that. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and he began to pray. He said, he began to remind God of all the things that he had done for God. He said, God, I did this for you. I've lived this way for you. I've done this for you. And by the time he got through praying, God sends, watch this, a message back to the same prophet. He hadn't even got out of the courtyard yet. And God said to the prophet, go back and tell Hezekiah, I have heard his prayer. And what I'm going to do is give him some extra years to live. He changed his mind. Well, something about us walking in that hospital room and me praying for Melinda changed the mind. Because I prayed for her. 
all of her vitals had started shutting down. Man, before we know it, before the day is out, her vitals kicked back in. She woke back up. Next thing you know, she was one of the first people that ever lived through COVID at Mansfield Hospital. And she's here today because the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise you up. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for everyone who came. Because the devil's trying to lie to some of them, even now, that it's not going to work. But Father, what they don't see is their faith was active enough to walk down here. So Lord, I agree with their faith right now. Your word says when we lay hands on the sick, the sick are going to recover. And you said if they've committed sins, it shall be forgiven. And so, Lord, I declare over every person today, as I touch them, it's going to be Jesus touching them. Jesus, we give you full authority in this church and full authority in this place. And you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And because you are, you are still present to heal. And so, Jesus, I thank you for touching every person in the name of Jesus. Pull her up. Every person in the name of Jesus. Every person in the name of Jesus. Thank you for healing power flowing in the name of Jesus. 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 Healing power flowing. I rebuke sickness and disease in the name of Jesus from everybody that I touch. I rebuke you sickness, disease. I rebuke cancer. I rebuke anything that is hindering the health of every person who's walked up here today. And I thank you, Father, for your power, your power, your power, moving in their life in the name of Jesus. Father, cleanse bloodstreams right now. Clean them up. Sister, I don't know what's going on with you right here, but I just hear him cleaning up your bloodstream in the name of Jesus. Be clean in Jesus' name. I rebuke any form of sickness and disease that is flowing through her veins. And I say in the name of Jesus, the name that is greater than every name. I say in Jesus' name, veins, bloodstream, be clear in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for complete healing from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. No weapon formed against their bodies are going to prosper. Thank you for a manifestation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for a manifestation of healing in their lives. In the name of Jesus, glory be to God. Thank you, Father. 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 Thank you for a releasing, Father. Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus for a straightening out of some hormones. Straighten them out in the name of Jesus. I don't know what's going on with this lady's hormones, but God, straighten them out. 
in the name of Jesus. She's done everything she knows to do. But God, thank you for your hand. And she's going to be bold, just like that woman at the well. She's going to go tell everybody. Thank you for your healing power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you can create. She's been waiting to be a donor to receive, God. But you're bigger than a donor. You're big. You can create. You can restore. And so, Lord, I thank you for restoring every organ in her body in the name of Jesus. Every kidney that she needs. Father, regardless of the state, go in and clean it up right now. I want you to take some deep breaths. Take some deep breaths. Take some deep breaths. Father, I declare in the name of Jesus, complete healing. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. 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 God, do what only you can do in the, in the inside in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your healing power. Your healing power. Your healing power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, restore every bone in his body in the name of Jesus. Restore every bone. Restore, Father, what the enemy has tried to take. Hallelujah. Sisters, right here, some of, some of this is stress that has accumulated. It has built up like plaque on teeth just over time. And so, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, reverse what stress has done reverse it in Jesus name and I declare healing in the name of Jesus healing in the name of Jesus healing hallelujah in the name of Jesus hallelujah father where the enemy has tried to lie to this lady he's He's through a lot of lies at this lady. And I rebuke every lie in the name of Jesus. Every lie. And I declare over her, she's a king's daughter. And that all is well in the name of Jesus. She is who you say she is. She can do what you say she can do. And she will be what you say she will be. And Father, we come out of agreement with any lie that the enemy may have tried to tell her. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for wholeness and healing. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father, for your healing power. Thank you, Father. You know what? I just want you to say, I receive. When I touch you, say, I receive. I receive. I receive. Even if I've already touched you, say, I receive healing. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. <laughs> All I can hear the Lord saying is, well done, thou good and faithful servant. He said, well done. You've you passed the test like Job did. 
and double is coming. Double is coming. I want to be there when it comes. Glory be to God. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father, for healing. Healing. Because it's the children's bread. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Father, I speak strength to this man spiritually. Spiritually in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, thank you for healing. Thank you for healing. Can I have some more oil? Thank you. Thank you, Father, for your healing virtue, your healing power, your healing of deliverance in the name of Jesus, your healing virtue flowing from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. Thank you, Jesus. You said you healed all that were oppressed of the devil. I thank you, Father, for healing every person that I'm touching right now. Heal them right now in the name of Jesus. Heal them right now in Jesus' name. Father, I just take authority over any form of of demonic interference. Any anything that has to do with demonic activity in the name of Jesus I say devil you can't work in this man's life and I say in the name of Jesus leave the Lord's property alone in the name of Jesus Father, thank you in Jesus' name for healing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for healing in Jesus' name. Say, I receive. Say, I receive. Thank you, Father, for healing from the inside out in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for healing power to flow. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Thank you, Father, for healing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for healing. Hallelujah. Father, she's been suffering in silence. But I just command today for a manifestation of your presence in her life. That will be undeniable in the name of Jesus. Let her have a testimony that only you could do in her life in Jesus' name. Because it said, Oh, I need to come down. Okay. Y'all be patient. Be patient. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father restoration in the name of Jesus restoration in the name of Jesus I speak restoration in the name of Jesus Father I declare healing in the name of Jesus so brother listen to me there are some things that you're worrying about here's the thing 
the things, some of the things you're worrying about, you can't fix. But God can fix it. And he says, if you'll just, if you'll just let me handle it. Let me handle it. He says, I got it. So, Father, I rebuke worry off of this man. And I speak healing in Jesus' mighty name. Healing in the name of Jesus. Healing in the name of Jesus. Healing in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Healing in the name of Jesus. Thank you for healing in the name of Jesus. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I declare no weapon formed against her will prosper. Hallelujah. And Father, though she have walked through the valley, she won't fear no evil because you're with her. I thank you for a mighty testimony coming out of her life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Raise your hands up, brother. Father, I declare over this man. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm going to ask you, I, I haven't asked nobody this, but I'm going to ask you and then I'm going to turn my microphone off because I want you to tell me what you're in faith for, for your healing. I want you to tell me. All right, turn around, brother. Keep your hands up for me. Listen. I'm gonna raise your shirt up, okay? Father in Jesus' name. Restore this man's healing. In the name of Jesus, do what no doctor can do. Do what no medicine can do. Do what nothing can do but only you. And that is, Father, heal him in the name of Jesus. Restore every bone. Restore every ligament. Restore every disc in the name of Jesus. Every muscle and every fiber of his being. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, restore that relationship as he yields him, himself to you like he never has in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for healing. 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 Oh, so say, I receive. I receive. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this man of God. Thank you for healing. Thank you for virtue flowing. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I, I'm going to ask you to do something that uh, I ain't never asked nobody to do. I just want you to touch, touch the edge of my shirt. Father, thank you. <laughs> because of his obedience, thank you for healing power flowing in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.
Thank you, Father. Raise your hands up, sis. Raise your hands up. Raise your hands up. Raise your hands up. I hear a song for you. The song is what we sung this morning. It's a fixed fight. But you've already won. It's a fixed fight. So you're going to praise him not just for the victory. You're going to praise him from victory. Father, thank you that it's fixed and she's already won in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for healing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Restore the years that the enemy has tried to eat up like a canker worm. Father, I reverse in Jesus' name. I reverse in Jesus' name. All the time and the things that the enemy thought that they were going to eat up and kill. I thank you for resurrection in their life, in their body. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for Brother Les. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And Lord, I agree with this man of God. He's a great man of God. Thank you for his wife who has lovingly cared. And I declare over him in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just declare help come forth. Healing come forth. Restoration come forth in the name of Jesus. You said lay hands on the sick they shall recover. I declare a speedy recovery over this man. That he'll wake up better every single day. He'll wake up stronger every single day. In the name of... He won't give in. He won't give up. Oh, it's not time to go. It is not time to go. God's got some better stuff, some bigger stuff. He's got some people you need to mentor. He's got some things he wants you to do. Father, raise him up. In the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you. For healing virtue flowing. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. It said about Abraham, he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Your praise is your weapon. I'm talking both of y'all. Y'all got the same one. Your praise is your weapon. I said your praise is your weapon. I said your praise is your weapon. I said there it is. Your praise is your weapon. Your praise is your weapon. Father, bring every wall down as they praise. Father, bring every enemy down with their praise. Thank you, Father, that you said you indwell in the praises of your people. Thank you for manifestation in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Restore, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, raise your hands up. Raise your hands. Father, thank you for doing only what you can do in this young man's life. Doing what only you can do in this young man's life. Hallelujah. So, brother, I want you to do something here. These are, this is a faith instruction for you. Because I see you doing, what is it called when somebody do a 180? What is 180? They turn all the way around? What's a 360? I see, I see you doing a 360, brother. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to just turn all the way around and come back and face me. 360 in Jesus' name. Take his life, God. Take his life. And turn it around in the name of Jesus. And I declare he is free in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, somebody give the Lord a hand clap. So as you go back to your seat, I apologize for uh, y'all having to wait. But uh, I believe overflow is going to come into your life. Father, every person that was patiently waiting, do something in their life they've been waiting on. Whatever it is, if they've been waiting on something, do something because they waited on you. You says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary and they will run and not faint. Father, do something in their life. In Jesus' name. Did y'all receive today? Pastor John, will you do the altar call just...